Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in pints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my... Wow, I don't have anything to say that's funny. My little green friend. There you go. That was good. Very good. It's my little green friend, Frank. How are you today? <laughs> Hi. Hi. How you doing? I'm good, Frank. How are you? I'm doing quite well. I'm good. doing quite well for someone whose child is teething. Yeah, good for you, man. That's It's a challenging <sighs> time. It truly is. Uh, Mine's teething. Well, she was yesterday. She seems fine today, so probably came in. I didn't good. check. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, she got those chompers. Yeah, is that twenty four to that's that is that forty two to seventy two hours when the tooth is popping? Mm-hmm. That's the uh, oof. Yeah, it's a time. Oof. Yeah, it's a time. It's a time. Yeah, my daughter's old enough now that she like knows where the medicine is and she knows what it does. So like she like uh, goes to the cabinet and she's like, um, I don't know what this is called. <laughs> I need this, but I know that I need it <laughs> because my mouth hurts. <laughs> Like so, yeah, yeah, which is kid. fine. But I also know that some kids are also like medicine tastes good, so give me the medicine, uh, and I will be yeah. happy. And you're like, no, no, yeah, no, no, don't do that. So, like, my, my daughter's that way with the uh, the gas drops. Oh, really? You know, when she's got a when she's yeah when when she's uh, when she's got an upset stomach, and we give her the the gas drops, she like loves it. That that'll stop her crying pretty much immediately because she's like. This is the only thing other than milk that I've ever tasted. This is amazing. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so she's yeah. like, wow, is this candy? And you're like, no, it is not. Please it's do not. not treat it like candy. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, please. <laughs> um, but I remember when I was a kid. Do you, do you remember, like, did you have Diamond Tap as a kid or, like, the liquid Tylenol? Mm-hmm. And you're like, we had opinions. Oh, sure. Like, where it would be oh, like, okay, it's ty- all... Dimatap tonight. Like, oh, man, Dimatap, that's not as good as Tylenol. They were all terrible. They were all terrible. Yeah, no. so bad. But my parents definitely did Dimatap because it had drowsy formula. It was drowsy formula. So mm-hmm. they were like, go to bed, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. Right. Um, yeah. So, but anyway, Frank, uh, what are you drinking on this show called Beer with Geeks? Are you drinking a beer? Well, I am. It's a little... It's a little late in the season, but I just picked this up a few days ago because I just can't get enough of these. Um, I'm still on the Oktoberfest. Hey, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Am, yeah, it's the it's the Wormtown Brewery Oktoberfest Marzen. Um, I've really been enjoying the Oktoberfests this this year. Um, I texted you uh, a week or two ago when I was at a um, a, a beer bar that I like, and mm-hmm. uh, I. I accidentally ordered a one liter can of an Oktoberfest. I did not realize it was a liter um, when I ordered it. Uh, and the it comes in liters. The, uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, uh, the server came out with this big old can and I was like, I guess I'm drinking this. I mean, like, you know, I've had the one liter boot uh, before, you know, at a brewery or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, never, never had it out of a can uh, that size. So that was a, that was interesting. I, the, before the biggest can I'd ever seen was uh, was a Foster's can. But uh, Foster's, yeah, right. But this is this was like Foster's. double a Foster's. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Hey, mate, what's a good word? Um, that's uh, um, the Simpsons where they they're like, we got to tell nice. the mayor, and they go all the way, and he's just floating naked in a tube drinking a Foster's. It's, mm-hmm. it's great. It's great. Uh, that's great. It is. Um, 
Yeah, but leaders, yes, that's the Oktoberfest uh, from Wormtown is what I'm enjoying tonight, and uh, yeah, it's great. It's uh, it's just what you want out of a uh, out of a Marzen, out of an Oktoberfest. What about you? Are you drinking beer? I am not drinking a beer. Um, my wife had to open a bottle of red wine for a recipe, so of course it goes bad after like a week oh, well. if you uh, if you don't drink it. So I got to drink me some red wine. Um, oh, uh, no. and so I'm drinking a Line Thirty Nine. Pinot Noir. Nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Kimmy man. Schmidt. Kimmy Schmidt. Um, a show that I dropped off of. I never finished it. Now that I think about it. Mm. But I liked. Did you watch the, the interactive Pinot. one? No. No, I did that not. That is actually a lot of fun. Okay. I liked the show a lot. I think it just took too long to get the next season. And by the time it came back, yeah. I had moved on to different things. I wouldn't even say bigger or better, just different things. Just different. No, mm-hmm. I get that. I get that. I've definitely done that with shows where, like, I had every intention of continuing with it, and then I just sort of forgot about it. Something else took its place, and then by the time it came back, it sort of was lower on my priority list yep. or whatever. Yep. So I get it. Yeah. But you know what, Frank? Yeah. You know yeah. what I think is a, a show that is not going to be one of those shows that drops off for me if it continues is Star Wars Tales of the Jedi. Star the new 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 Star Wars animated television show um, from Dave Filoni the six episode yeah six episode um, short six is good Um, uh, six episode short collection of um, Star Wars shorts featuring predominantly Ahsoka Tano and Count Dooku. Um, and, uh, and that's pretty much it. You follow these two in their different, in their different paths and that's it. And you're in and out and six episodes, about 15 minutes a piece. And it was freaking excellent. Um, I loved it. It was excellent. It was excellent. I I, truly, I, 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 go ahead. Use your words. Yeah. I can use mine first. I, I loved the, I thought this was a really outstanding format for Star Wars storytelling in, in the sense that it was it was following these two characters largely, but at different points in their life, at different mm-hmm. points in their story, it was anthology style, right? So telling yep. different stories in this universe, mostly centering on these two characters, but sort of dipping in and out and, and having different characters along the way. You know, some Clone Wars era stuff, some later stuff, some earlier stuff. Very, very cool um, how they how they did it and, like, I really, really like this format. Like, I would, I would watch a lot of of stories like this told throughout, like the Star Wars universe, um, in these little bite sized chunks. Yep, me too, me too. Uh, I think going to, talking to the format, I think I liked it so much because it was anthology, but it was still, it was still character focused, and so like to me, yeah. it's like this. This was a show about Count Dooku with ep- like Ahsoka filler episodes, <laughs> and <laughs> and that's and that's it. Like, I th- yes, there were other characters in it, but like because he has a really clear character arc, even if it's throughout different points in his life, I still felt like the show was centralized in a really good, the narrative was centralized in a good way. If, if every episode was a different character and none of them had an arc outside of its individualized episode, but you weren't watching something overarching through the course of six episodes or at least three or four, I don't think I would have been as invested as I was. Interesting. Interesting. I think I still would have enjoyed it. Maybe not to the same extent, like having that unifying, Mm -hmm through line definitely gave added a lot mm-hmm. to it i think i'd still i think i'd still if, if that i still like had it been the show, yeah i think i'd i'd still watch a second season of it. oh you know I mean? me like, too I'd still be excited for more but it definitely has way more weight mm-hmm. because of that through line and because it was character driven like well, i i think i think its strength is that it's a character like we, we obviously know a lot about ahsoka already so what we what we saw is pretty much just adding texture to her story. That's fairly well told already. Like Mm -hmm. she's arguably has some of like the longest tenure of stories as a star Wars character. 
Like we st- like we ba- we meet her as a child, like like an yeah. actual child. Um, now a baby, even in this one, and baby, and we yeah. carry all the way through until she's a like middle aged adult. Like that's yeah, you know, and we but we see a lot of that growth. Whereas in say something like let's say Luke Skywalker is the other character that has that kind of that kind of longevity, or or Anakin Skywalker. Um, Anakin is probably the only other one that we see a large part of his life on screen, whereas yeah, others yeah. we skip a lot. Like Luke, you get yep. three and then two, right? You know, two or, yeah. you know, two and a quarter or whatever, two and sure. two and two and three quarters. Um, so, uh, something like that. But anyway, um, I think it's strength lies in that, like if one episode was like Jabba the Hutt and the next one was Boba Fett and the next one was Lando and the next one was Ray and the next, like, I'd be like, okay, that's great. Like I, I'm enjoying these, but it works because I want to, I'm still watching a continuing, I'm still watching a continuous story. And that was, uh, yeah. that was the big strength. That was the big strength for me. Um, so, but let's go episode, let's just go episode by episode and we can talk about all the stuff that we liked, um, and didn't like about the show as we, we go on from there. Um, the first one is life and death, which is the, um, the true, I'd say origin story of Ahsoka Tano, her birth, her mm-hmm. parents, um, the first time she connects with the force and all that stuff. And truly this hit as a parent for me, like in a way that it wouldn't have two years ago. Um, totally. I'm totally with you. Yeah. Like, because you watch children in danger in stories for basically your entire television watching life, you know, like kids shows, Disney movies, everything. Kids are always in danger. Adults are always out to get them. Monsters are out to get them, whatever. But this is so clearly the angst of a parent um and oh, yeah. and and channeled through that moment but so like to go from spoilers for tales of the jedi um moving mo- moving out but to go from like hooray the birth to i've lost my child to i've regained my child to i have to let go of my child that's a lot in 15 minutes and, it really is, mm-hmm. it, and and it's it doesn't feel rushed. Like it's done so well that you, you they just take you on this journey. Um, it's Filoni. A, yeah, uh, it's Filoni a, wrote, right. It's sto- wrote, story wrote economy. There's episodes. not a second wasted mm. in any episode from the start to the finish. Um, maybe except the yeah. last one, which we will get to um, by the time mm. we we get there. But especially in this first one, there's not a second wasted. Every single second, every frame has purpose um and you can tell they really thought about it it was like really well crafted from the start um and accessible like you don't have to know it's ahsoka to care about the family to the baby anything that's happening it could be any jedi and it still matters Mm -hmm. yeah that's right Mm -hmm. that's right yeah even if you're not super familiar if you're just sort of You've only seen the movies or something. Um, you can still appreciate it. Do you think this first one worked because it's, to me, more obviously meant for an adult audience than, or a more mature audience than, say, like most episodes of Bad Batch or Clone Wars or something like that? Like Dave Filoni sat down and said, my Clone Wars audience are mostly adults now, like college age plus adults. So I'm going to give the story I'm going to tell is for that audience instead of trying to hook kids into 15 minute episodes. I think that's, yes, I think that is definitely true. And I think that's probably the largest appeal for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I had a kid now who was the same age as a lot of kids were when the clone wars was starting, I would have no problem showing them this. Oh, none and whatsoever. They would probably enjoy sure. it on a different level than I'm enjoying it, mm-hmm. but they would they would they would be able to enjoy it. I think that's what's so yes, I think he made it with a Clone Wars audience in mind, people who've already seen the Clone Wars in mind, who are now grown. 
But the nice thing about it is that it's versatile, and I think it would work for for a you know child audience as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Anything you want to add about that first uh, that first episode? Mm, no, I have a lot of thoughts on the second one. Though. Yeah, okay, then let's move right to the second one. So, second one is Count Dooku and Qui Gon Jinn. Two Jedi are dispatched to resolve a hostage situation on a desert planet, um, and um, Corey Burton is back as Count Dooku playing a younger Jedi Knight, Jedi Master version of himself with his apprentice, Qui-Gon Jinn. Uh, not yet voiced by Liam Neeson, but that comes later. Mm. Um, and uh, I thought this was wonderful because I... Dooku is one of my favorite Star Wars characters because I am endlessly mm. fascinated by characters they don't explain in Star Wars. You know what I mean? Like Count Dooku, he was a Jedi. He would never kill anybody. It's not in his nature. And you're just like, all right, you're saying a lot of things, but you're not like showing me any of that. Star Wars right. is very tell, don't show for a lot of things. And then it's like the expanded universe is always like, we'll show you. Don't worry. Yeah. 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 We'll show you in 20 yeah. years. Like, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and I just thought that. Obviously not the beginning of his turn to the dark side in that like uh um like he's been thinking about the follies of the Jedi Council and the Jedi Order for some time before this episode, but to see the spark that ignites the fire that the rebellion burns down the first order, something, 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 dark side. You know what I mean? Um mm. like mm-hmm. it, it, like burning I, down the house. Exa- yeah. I, I just found it really compelling to see this character who absolutely does care about people about the people of the galaxy and the corruption of politics. And then just knowing that he's going to become and be manipulated by the very thing that he dislikes so much about the galaxy. It was just awesome. So tragic right from the start. So, it, it it adds such a layer onto what we already know about the character. Like mm-hmm. when you when you pair this episode with moments like him trying to turn Obi Wan in Episode Two, turn Obi Wan over to the dark side and be like, "Come on, join me, and we can destroy the Sith." Mm-hmm. Like all, all, he, he, it adds so much color to moments like that where it's like at some deep down somewhere, like he really believes that he's really like. Let's let's destroy the the corruption. Let's destroy all the the bad guys, and let's very much like Anakin becomes right because he is he is uh, uh, Palpatine's mm-hmm. uh, or Sidious's um, apprentice uh, apprentice before uh, yeah before uh, Anakin. Very much the same. Like let's let's do the wrong things for the right reasons, right? Yeah, like, like the ends justify the means. Um, let, yeah, sure. Some people got to die, but it's for the greater good. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see the seeds of that being planted here. Yeah. Um, and Qui Gon actually holding him back. Yep. From that, it, which to me is interesting as the show progresses. Um, if Qui Gon didn't die, would Dooku have like fully gone down yep. that path? And like, so the death I of Qui Gon. Thought. He, yeah. Oh, good, good. Because I think the show really wants us to think that, right? At different points, yeah. at, at different points, and like the death of Qui Gon Jinn is so pivotal for more than just Obi Wan Kenobi or his death, but for it's a duel of the fates, right? That's the whole point of that song, as Dave Filoni talks about. It. it is like it is good versus evil, and the fate of Anakin Skywalker. That's what's at stake in that fight. But it's also the fate of Count Dooku. As like we have discovered, and Yaddle. So, um, yeah. oh Yaddle, yeah. So, um, anything you want to say about the anything else you want to say about the second one, the second episode? Question for you: mm-hmm. Did you? So they didn't say Qui Gon's name till the end of the episode. Yeah, and it felt to me like it was supposed to be a surprise reveal. Like, oh, this has been Qui Gon the whole time. You knew it was Qui-Gon the whole episode, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Because yeah, okay. they say in episode right. two that Qui-Gon was Dooku's apprentice. So that's right. not... Yeah, so but, it's but, not like... If you just and, know and that, he, that's not a surprise. 
and he looked like Liam Neeson. Oh yeah, he looks like, like yeah. He looked like a young Liam. He was yeah. he was like a facial scan of a young Liam Neeson. Yep. So they said it at the end, and I was like, "Oh, you're saying that like it's a big reveal?" But I was I not supposed to know that? Or I mean, I definitely knew that. All right, so I'll put this in context. When you were, let me see, going back when you were ten. Right, yeah. no, eight, nine, ten. When Darth Sidious showed up on the screen, how long did oh, it take you to figure out? Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. It. I yeah. was, I was ten when the first when when Phantom Menace came out. Right. So you uh, were, so you were, sure. Yeah. So by the time Revenge of Sith comes out, and you're like, you're the Sith Lord, and you're like, why didn't I know that? Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I, I figured it out before. Revenge I know, of but you know what I mean, like you know, younger. <laughs> audience you know yeah. so yeah totally, in, totally. in some ways yeah. you know like yeah. you said like yes it's like kind of built for the older crowd but they're like like if i watched that with my sure. wife she wouldn't know that she's seen the movies totally. but she sure. would not sure. know that that was you're right that but, reveal was for was for less familiar fans correct. or for the kids and mm-hmm. yeah yeah no, yeah fair, fair yeah that's yeah right. that's where uh, i landed on it episode episode three the only episode not written by dave filoni really Really yeah. interesting. Uh, it's very good episode. I like the pairing of Mace Windu and and Dooku, mostly because mm. they're they're Mace Windu is in, in his pre Jedi Council phase, so he's yep. I want to say carefree, but like he does not have the weight of the world on his shoulders the way sure. that Dooku already feels like he does. Um, mm. you know, and the kind of person that he is. And I, I enjoyed their interaction and just kind of the, it, Mace never comes off great. Like, you know, like, um, it's just as a character, there's a, a, a lot, a lot of poor decisions from the Jedi rest on Mace Windu's shoulders. And like, you can see that happening in this episode. Right, but it also gives yeah. It also gives context to when Mason episode two is like, Count Dooku is not, he's not um, possible of assassinating. It. It's not possible for him to assassinate anyone that's not in his character. And this like a direct. Yes. This episode directly addresses his point of view on that matter. Like it's just not possible. Like that's not who he is. Um, and that just adds layers to Mace's blindness for everything that's going on around him. Like for for a guy that's so in tuned with the force, he is just missing a lot. He's blind to the dark side. Like he really has a blind spot when it comes to when it comes to the Sith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hilarious considering that his lightsaber's purple is right. It's supposed to be the uh, back in the day, the expanded universe. Back in the day, it was supposed to be the um, it was red, but now the it's red not. And blue. Mm-hmm. Yep, so that's so so funny. Um, yeah, I really liked this episode. Um, what did you think? I liked it a lot. I like I liked um, honestly. I think the thing that caught me caught my attention the most was that in the end, it's Dooku. I'm sorry, it's Windu who gets uh, the spot on the council, mm-hmm. and Dooku doesn't, which you would. You would almost expect, to, I mean, like, to us, to the viewing audience, it's like, oh, that's another nail in Dooku's coffin, right? Like, another um, step on his path to the dark side is getting passed over for this, you know, promotion, <laughs> so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, but Windu doesn't see it that way, and he's still, you know, 20 years later, is still like, no, no, that's not in his character. Right. Yeah, and to, yeah. to me, it lined up, with master and apprentice because like if Qui like Obi-Wan tells Qui-Gon you know like if you would just agree with the council you would be on the council um and Qui-Gon's like nah I'm not interested in that because I'm good I'm good because you can see what the council is and why they're mm-hmm. wrong um and he get and seeing Dooku live that too in this episode where he's like yeah of course Mace is on it like you know, mm. freaking used me, that son of a gun, right. or whatever. Right. Like, he's a political animal, and he doesn't think that he is, which makes him more yep. 
dangerous or at least more naive to his own reality. Sure. And it adds to, to Dooku's disillusionment with the Jedi. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very as much. As an institution. Yep. Yeah, and I, I like that very much. Um, and then we get episode four, the Sith Lord, which is truthfully, I think some of the best Star Wars bar none. Like it's it was just great. Unbelievably good. Like unbelievably good to me like the actual fall of dooku right the tragic decline of this character that we learn is the one that deleted camino from the records you know um you know because it does not exist um (laughs) and um we learned that we got liam neeson back as qui-gon for a little bit and kind of their last yes um interact no their last interaction was in choices Right? Or was it in Yeah, their last interactions and choices and he's already dead by the Sith Lord, right? Ye- yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um Yes. Yeah. Because like they're at the tree, right? The the um you know, the like the only living thing in um Coruscant mm-hmm. um is at the Jedi Temple, that tree. Yes. Um, which I think is just mm-hmm. lovely symbolism. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's excellent. Yeah, and yeah, it, it's really good. And then you know, Yaddle's there to um, play by Bryce Dallas Howard, whom I love. She did a great job. Um, yes, same. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Yaddle is there to to inform us that Yoda has just been f***ing with us all this time. <laughs> no, he absolutely has. You're right. Like that's, or maybe it's just a, in my mind, it's something the males of the species do, but the females don't. Um, that would be my well, understanding. Like, like, like how peacocks, the male peacocks are the ones with the, with the big, yeah, the big plumage. Exactly. Like, exactly. <laughs> I can't believe, I think it was somebody, I think Andrew, I think Andrew was the one that said, I'm pretty sure Jonah just has a speech impediment. That's like the, uh, that's what we've all learned Ooh, okay, from this. Okay. All right. All right. All right, yeah, that's that's one way to look at it. Yeah, his hey, universal way, translator you know is why... on the Fritz. That's it. Yeah. Uh do you know why uh the uh trilogies came out 456123? Um because George wanted it to feel like you were in the middle of the story already. Mm, yes, well maybe, but actually because Yoda created the order he did. <laughs> that was good. That was good. I should have seen that as a joke for what it was, and I gave you a real. <laughs> I gave you a real answer, you and you were you like, you "Wait, no." Very sincere. Yeah, I was really sincere I mean, when yes, I should have yes, known no. it was a joke. Yes, but yeah. I know. Um, anyway, Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, wonderful as as Yaddle, yeah. um, without a speech impediment. Indeed. Um, what I thought was most um, heart wrenching about this episode, I think, is. The, the obviously Dooku's decline, but like the way in which he declines, because it, mm. it it feels like a mouse in a trap, and a lot of it has to do with grief over somebody over Qui Gon's death. You know, then he is not attending the funeral because he's already within the snare of the dark side, and that's part of the that's part of the issue where he finds himself because he's a bit disillusioned himself as to what he's doing with Sidious. Um, and uh, so like, he like never really becomes, I mean, he's not really Sith yet. Right. he's still, um, he's still just, uh, he's still a Jedi Knight, a Jedi master. But what I thought was interesting about his fall here is that like, it's basically the way Anakin fell. At the, it's the same thing. Duke, I mean, Sid, like Sidious actually or Palpatine repeats the same thing. He's like, you're going to have to kill a like you're basically going to have to kill a Jedi master um, for you to like be on fully within my grasp. And I, I found that quite interesting. Like there's a pattern to the way that he does this. So is that what he does to Maul, too? Are we aware of that or not aware of that? Like, is it actually like you know, is this or is this something that he does with Dooku and goes, "Aha, methinks I have a plan." I I feel like this is his move, like this is how he manipulates people. Very often, people who who are 
good at manipulating others have a have a go to move or set of moves mm-hmm. that they employ. Like they have a, their particular method. You know, some people are really good at um, finding your insecurities and then exploiting that insecurity. You know, like, oh, okay, you really, you know, you really want like approve. You never got your parents' approval or whatever, so I'm gonna like withhold my approval, and you're gonna do what I tell you because you think you're gonna get my approval. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, they have their go-to move, and I feel like this is Palpatine's. Like, this is Palpatine's abusive, toxic trait <laughs> is that he knows how to. It is like it's it's this is what he does. This is his method, and and it's like proven. Yep. Yeah, and that's I found. It was great to have Ian McDermott back, and I yes, I because there's just there's no replacing the original in this case. You know, like uh, you know, each actor that has played him over the years in animation, including Tim Curry, who was you know good and everything. But there's just nothing. There's something just so wonderful about yeah. Ian McDermott's original performance. Um, I was I was very surprised uh, that he that he did it and, and pleasantly surprised, you know, like I Ian Abercrombie played him on the Clone Wars and did a great job. He did do a great job. Uh, yeah. And but, then Tim Curry did when a, Ian Abercrombie passed away. And Tim Curry. Yeah. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I like I like it because I feel like Ian McDermott is just game. He's just like, yeah, man, like, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just a nice person and I'm super happy to yeah. like be in this thing. And I love that. Um. Uh, yeah. So anyway, what I um, I oh man, I completely lost my train of thought. Um. Oh yeah, but like so, what I found compelling about the way the this episode is structured, I looked it up. Qui Gon is in this episode. It wasn't the previous one. I I we had. I think the, the timeline is larger in episode four. Um. Okay. But um, but he it, it, this stuff does happen after Qui Gon's. It yeah. does. I guess he just is he's alive at the beginning of it. Okay. Correct. Yeah. Um yeah, when he's deleting the planet, he's alive. And then when he's deleting Camino, okay. he's alive. And then quite then he learns of Qui-Gon's death. Like it's like he says goodbye basically. And then it's Qui-Gon's That's death. That's right. That's right. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm tracking now. Um but what I what I found compelling about the way that it was written is that like I know that Dooku is going to fall. Like there's no sure. question about it. I know where he's going. That's how I was introduced to him as character. And I still, still, like, am worried that if he's going to or not, or that he's going to, like, walk down this path. And I think in writing, that's very difficult to, like, get the audience to worry that a character is going to do the very thing you absolutely know they're going to do because you already know the ending. You're like rooting for him not to do it, even though you know he's about to do it, right? Yep. Like it's so, it's so, um, it's so well done. It's so well executed that, like, even though you know where it's going, you're like, don't do it. Uh huh. Yeah. Like, yeah, truly. And, and I, I found, I, I actually, I, fa- I think I found Sidious and some of his, like, peak scariness in this episode. Like mm. the way that he, I don't know. He's almost like an amorphous being in some way. Like he, you like the the way he's shot and the way his lines are delivered. He feels like like an like an enveloping cloak around that around Dooku that he's like he will not escape. Um, and you know it, and, but you're still rooting against it. And I like I think that's all. That's really really hard to accomplish. And truthfully, yeah pretty awesome lightsaber battle like it was a good one oh yeah mm-hmm. very cool very yeah. very cool yeah 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 and like you know you know that Tuku is going to finish off yaddle and like deep down you know it's it's got to happen yeah and i still and yet, was like ooh, ooh, like yeah like like exactly like ooh, yeah no don't do it Ooh, that's how it went Ooh, gosh no, that was much. And it was what I found interesting, like halfway through the battle, I was like, wow, Yaddle isn't in two or three. And that, like, that's right. what that's what blew me uh, away that I was just like, right. Where is Yaddle? Like, it was this thing in episode one. And then all of a sudden she's just not around. And then, like, that's just well designed. I just like when Star Wars does things like that. Like, OK, who's different? Yep. Who's missing? Who's around? 
So what happened to that character? Well, let's tell that story. And uh, yeah, it was it was I great. I love Filoni, Filoni and crew, their ability to tell stories around that, you know, to build stories around that, so that it, it all feels like it was woven from one piece of cloth, even though it was done 20 years apart. Mm-hmm. Um, their ability to sort of find the cracks and things and fill them in in a way that makes it all feel like one piece. Yep. Yep. And yeah. But not one piece, the anime, right? You just talk about one piece like a like a like a puzzle. Correct. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> let's talk about practice makes perfect. So we go back. So we start with Ahsoka, which I think is funny that we're kind of watching this in chronological order. Like it's funny to split the characters up, but you still watch it in order. So you go Ahsoka, Dooku, yeah. Dooku, Dooku, Ahsoka, Ahsoka. So you get practice makes perfect, which is just Anakin basically like hounding Ahsoka, like you know, like. Yeah, these these droids won't teach you anything. Let's actually get some real thing in there. We get Kane, like child Kanan in there for a hot second in the yeah. at the beginning, which is cool. Um and to me this felt like a story that they didn't have time to tell in Clone Wars. And so it mm-hmm. was, you know, because or just by like the maybe the uh, narrative restrictions of the way that they told Clone Wars. This is not something they could do there, um, but because they had to like get into the war already and stuff. Like, but um, I really enjoy. I really enjoyed this episode, especially since it it takes us all the way to the end of the Clone Wars. Right? It it gives yes, which I found very powerful. Like, really, like if you didn't know anything about Ahsoka. This tells you a lot about Ahsoka, and that, I thought that was awesome. I do wish I had. I wish we had seen this before Clone Wars season seven. Yes, like I wish I had. I wish, or I wish this was part of season seven, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I, I wish that this had been part of the story. But in either way, it is great to have it now and fill in that picture again fill in the cracks mm-hmm. um and 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 see like the full picture of like oh this is how she she survived order 66 right because like she like did this drill time after time after time after time um this is how she uh, is able to uh get past a group of clones who are surrounding her mm-hmm. right is because she's literally trained for that exact scenario um. extensively Time after time, but time after time, time after time. If you're lost and you are a Jedi Knight, yeah, time after time. Um, it was great to even, um, I just it's so dumb, but like to see the various lengths of Anakin's hair just always amuse me, like because they have to, like, he went from short hair to like shoulder length hair through the course of this war. So like to see, like, it's always funny to me to see the, this like in between like arc and then like his, not his clone wars armor outfit, but the, you know, his regular yeah, Jedi yeah, yeah. outfit. And yeah, which truthfully, I like the clone wars armor outfit better there. I said it like, I think it's cool. I do like it. I yeah, like it. I think it's cool. Cause he's got the Darth Vader chest piece, shoulder chest piece on totally. already. I just love that, that it's just adopted for his own, purposes as Darth Vader but um anyway this was good and then we end with um the last one which is resolve which is kind of the spark notes version of the Ahsoka novel and yes that, yeah and that's why this one I found was like okay like because it's a story I'd seen like I I read the book and obviously the book has more time and it, the book is so okay. It's not like, you know, it's not one of the greatest Star Wars books out there, but um, I found it to be like this one. I didn't think sold me on. I know what's going to happen the way the Dooku one did. Like, this is also like, mm-hmm. yeah, I know Ahsoka's going to pick up her lightsabers again and she's going to do this thing. And like, so her like, I'm just a regular person in the galaxy business didn't really work for me the same way um, because I, the type of person she is, she's like her, like giving up part of her life just is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you do, but you know, way harder to buy. Yeah. 
just just because you know how persistent a character she is. Exactly. It is harder to buy, yeah. Yeah, which I yeah. guess in some ways, like, that's the tragedy in that, like, even she, even such a persistent character, like, like herself, like Yoda, Obi-Wan, whatever, like, they're, they all, even, even Luke, you know, to an extent, like, they, um, you know, like, they, they've been broken by the dark side, right? Like, they, it got to them. Sure. Um, and so, sure. um, but um but i just like i was just kind of like waiting for this episode to finish because i knew where it was going to go but the um but the fight was very cool like the that fight was, was very cool fight was very cool the and the fact that she touches base with bale again Yep. Because she's trying to help someone else. Yes. Right? Like, yeah. she didn't call him for her own rescue or whatever. She did it to help someone else someone else who was in need, which is very fitting with her character. I agree. Um, that she would be doing it. And, and, and she's joining the fight again. Um, but really what triggers her to call him and take him up on his offer all those years later is... Here are these people in need that I think you can help. Yeah. Um, and uh, what I actually really enjoy, we talked about, like, Sidious is, as is, like, modus operandi. Like, this is what I'm going to do. And, like, Bale has that, too. But it's always, like, yeah. Jedi who doesn't want to be a Jedi anymore. I have a job for you. And I want to yeah. get you to Call come me. out of your exile. Call me. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm here. This is the mission. I'm going to record the whole thing for anybody to intercept it. Um, whatever. Yeah. But I uh, I like that he's like anti-Sidious that way where he's like, I'm just like, this is like you break them, but I build them back up again. And that's just that's very cool to me. Wow. That yeah, nice juxtaposition. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, uh, yeah, because he does it twice, right? You know, and so yeah. that we know of that that we that we know of, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he could definitely do it more, and um, so I like that. Uh, I find that very fun, uh, and I just found it really, um, truthfully wrenching, wrenching to um to start at Padme's funeral. And to have Ahsoka be there. I was just going to say that. I was like, oh, my God. To that was, like, that. way more devastating yeah. than I expected it to be. That was, like, that really, like, her. I was like, I think I literally said out loud to myself, I'm like, oh, my God, she was there. Like, like, I, yeah. like, why wouldn't I expect that to happen or whatever else? But it's just so simple but so so lovely and, and like, really gut-punching mm -hmm. all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it um so apparently when the Ahsoka novel was written it was based off of Filoni's like notes and thoughts and like story ideas sure. okay. for you know the season seven that, that he thought would never happen. Gotcha. Okay. Um so so that is why it's so similar. I think then he took some liberties with this and it's not exactly doesn't it maybe necessarily exactly match up with the events of the novel but it's like close enough because it's based off of his ideas maybe mm -hmm. he developed them a little more since then but um but yeah so that that is the similarities between the novel and this are because even the novel was based off of his input gotcha okay that makes sense so like why wouldn't you go back to your own ideas um, exactly. And truthfully, it just validates the novel because it's just a shorter version of what existed. So it's not expanded universe. Mm. This like it doesn't contradict the novel, you know, or anything like that. So, um, which is good. Which is which is good all around. It just to me yeah. was like I think it was the weakest episode of the bunch, and so like it was like mm. a kind of like a. I get. I think it was really because they went in chronological order. It's really hard to top the fourth episode. Um, and yeah, I, I I almost wish they had not done chronological order and put this somewhere in the middle. Just give me the three, something yeah, like give me the three four. Ahsoka stories and then give me the three Dooku stories that I think would have been honestly, yeah, that would work. Yeah. Yes, that would work. That, that would have worked work. for me because um, the first two Ahsoka ones are really strong and definitely would have gotten mm -hmm. me to watch the third one which would have been like okay that's fine but the next one's Dooku, so I'll definitely watch that one you know like they're so short right, like right, i can right. give you 15 minutes that's okay yeah yeah and in a format like this i wouldn't even mind jumping around the timeline right nope. like i don't i wouldn't care like oh well, the ahsoka one 
happens after these Dooku ones. Like, it doesn't matter because, like, the format of the show lends itself to that. It's, it's you know, the Star Wars Twilight Zone. Like, yeah. yeah, I get it. We're jumping around different stories, different yeah. people, different like different times. True, but I think um, going back to your original, one of your original points is that like, yeah, it's a little bit of for the grown up Clone Wars audience, but not that's not the only audience, right? And so like, that's true. We'll get. But I know the, the Star Wars, Wars jumped time. around. True, but even Clone Wars jumped around chronologically. Like, if you want, if you want to watch Clone Wars chronologically, you have to watch it in a really weird episode, like really weird order. Because yeah. they tell like different arcs, so, like well, actually, this is uh, earlier in the war, and this is later in the war. It's true, like, but you know, at the same time, though, like none of the, like a lot of that isn't super important in the grand scheme true. because That's you're still true. like yeah. in yeah. the war, um, and this is way before, and wait, not yeah. way after, but way after. you know, a time yeah, after yeah. certainly. So, um, I don't know. I just finished, and I, I when I finished, I was like, I just freaking love Star Wars so much. Like that was kind of like my, yeah, that was just kind of like my big takeaway where I was like, man, I love Star Wars and like, and I don't get mad at it. I don't get mad at Star Wars. I think the way that I can get mad at other things, like, because Mm. there's more, there's better, there's the quality Star Wars content outnumbers the bad Star Wars content because I have to really think hard, not hard, but like. I know what my least favorite Star Wars is, and even my least favorite Star Wars is still watchable. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. the yeah, um, yeah, and that's uh, and that's what I like so much about it. And so, um, I yeah, I hope they do another set of these, and um, it doesn't have to be Dooku or Ahsoka. Like it can be, give me another character. That's totally fine. I would almost prefer that it's another character. Like leave me wanting more with these guys, right? Like. Give me, give me, like, focus on one or two other characters for the next set of them, and 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 leave me wanting more for them. You know, yeah. maybe the next one is like uh, a couple of Chewbacca episodes and a couple of true. Well, it's uh, Tales of the know, Jedi. To be, fi- to, to be fair, it is oh, Tales yeah, of the Jedi. Jedi you're right, so, you're right, you're and right. we talked about like I had said like Jabba and Boba Fett and Lando, and none of them are Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that's true. That's yeah, true. it is. Uh, but, but you know yeah, what? I would it, like. Give, it, what, give me a High Republic arc, or give me an Old sure, Republic sure. arc, or you know, like like Tales of the Jedi, a thousand generations. That's uh, more. I think about it, the more I th- I'm like, I would like, I would rather it be characters that I know that I have familiarity with, so I have a connection to. I would but... wouldn't mind half and half, or if there was like four episodes about a character, like if you gave me four Qui Gon episodes. And two High Republic episodes, I wouldn't sure. mind that as much. Yeah, um, I could see that. Yeah. Overall, what I really like about this series is it felt it felt very it felt very Star Wars. It mm-hmm. felt very Clone Wars. It felt I felt like I was not so much like I was reading an, an EU novel. But more like I was reading a like a Marvel comic, a, you know, like a, a Star Wars comic mm-hmm. um, that takes place in the in the universe. Uh, I know what you mean. For, for whatever reason, for me, the comics feel more grounded in the actual universe than a lot of the some of the novels take liberties in ways that I don't feel uh, don't feel as organic to Star Wars to me. Um, but this show does. This mm-hmm. show feels like it's. I mean, Filoni sat at the, you know, like at the lap of the, of the, uh, of, of yeah. George and, and learned uh, how to tell Star Wars stories. And I feel like that is, you know, throughout Clone Wars and, and, and here that really shows. Yeah. What I truly think is needed as for the continuation of Star Wars 2 is for somebody to sit at the feet of Filoni. Um, yeah. Too, because that skill needs to be passed on to tell authentic star Wars stories and not that you have to do that. Like I think Andor, which is going on right now is a great example of not sitting at the feet of George um, and still telling really compelling star Wars content that is definitely star Wars, but feels fresh. Um, Whereas like this feels more like a warm blanket that I'm happy to return to. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's so right. It is so cozy and familiar. I think the thing that Tony Gilroy has going, even though he's he's not a Star Wars expert, um, showrunner uh, of Andor, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but he definitely like 
he leaves room for like the story group or whomever he's working with to plug in Star Wars elements to keep a keep it grounded in the in the universe, right? Like mm-hmm. even just like I feel like there must be slots in the in the script where he's like, uh, I don't know, mention mention two or three planets here, and someone goes in and they're like, Camino, you know, like sure, yeah, he, absolutely, he, yeah, you know, and that kind of thing. Yeah, um, and that's definitely that that's helpful to be Star Wars, but in tone and acting mm-hmm. style actually it's really not star wars like um, Agreed. i saw an interview with him and he was he spoke about like uh he said when actors he's like purposely chose actors that didn't act like they were in star wars because once they like learned that they were in star wars sometimes it would get in their head and they would start like doing the thing that makes star wars yeah, acting yeah, yeah. faster more intense and he's like no no right no that's not what i want he's like like i want if you were real people in a real world you know on a real planet in a real whatever this is how you would speak and that's just not star it's wars so right and that's what i i find so interesting about the show um we'll talk about it more when we we'll cover andor when it finishes but it's so interesting to me because that shouldn't work yeah like no on paper that shouldn't work but it, it he actually makes it work yep mm-hmm. yeah um yeah but, i agree yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll talk about that when that finishes up. Um, but uh, any final thoughts on Tales of the Jedi? I I I love the format. I love the way that they did it. I love so much about it. I wasn't that excited about it going into it because I didn't know much mm-hmm. other than oh, it's six animated shorts. I didn't I didn't know if it was more like Star Wars Visions was or something. Um, but I really, really enjoyed it. It kind of blew me away how much I enjoyed it. And um, I hope for more. Yep, I agree. I didn't think, I didn't expect it to hit me as hard as it did um, emotionally. And uh, and that includes from episode one all the way to the, the last one to some extent. Um, but uh, I did know more about, like I knew that Dooku was the focus. I knew Qui-Gon with Liam Neeson was going to be in it. Um, and that was truly enough for me. Like I was like, Dooku, I'm there. Like and uh, yeah, and I'm boy. I'm glad I was. I'm boy. I'm glad he was because what a ride. Um, but Frank, where can uh, everybody find us? You can find us at beerwithgeeks.com or thoughtbubbleaudio.com if you want to check out us and some other shows that uh, we and our friends work on. Uh, you can find us anywhere you find your podcasts: Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, Google, Amazon, all the all the big podcast directories. We're we're there. Uh, you can find us there. You can rate and review us there. Subscribe or follow us there. Uh, and if you want to support us, uh, you can head on over to Patreon.com/slash/ThoughtBubbleAudio and uh, and help us out with a couple bucks here and there to help cover the costs of making these shows. That's uh, that's what I got for you. Well, that was very good, Frank. You're very good at the wrapping this show up. Just so you're aware. That's why I always ask you to do it. Yeah. I see. Indeed. Uh, well, uh, thank you. Oh, thank you. You're welcome, Frank. Um, and uh, until next time, cheers. Cheers. <laughs>